0: Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Brandon Lindell, Executive Ministry Pastor at James River Church. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. I wanna speak to you just for a few minutes about power over discouragement. Power over discouragement, and I feel like this message is just so relevant to so many people today. Uh, I, 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 you know, I think it's gonna hit home because the the Broncos just destroyed the Chiefs. They just destroyed them. I mean, it was. I think annihilated might be a good term. I, I I think it was just sad. It was like, man, Patrick Mahomes was like thinking about becoming a Bronco while he's on the field. I mean, it's like Patrick's too soon for that, man. Too soon. No, just kidding. Yeah, just kidding. I, I'm actually a Broncos fan because um, I, I obviously my dad is a huge Broncos fan. Can we give a hand for Pastor John and just loving God's country? And uh, and so. I was watching, but I'm just, I wasn't, I actually didn't come up with this message because the Broncos beat the Chiefs. So you can t- just have a huge sigh of relief. <laughs> but it, maybe you are discouraged. Everett's in here. He was very discouraged when that happened. I had to encourage him. But, uh, but he's doing better. He's ready to beat the Dolphins. Anybody think the Chiefs are going to beat the Dolphins? Yeah. Somebody, so Half of you, half of you aren't sure. So. <laughs> but I want to speak to you about the power of discouragement. You know, the enemy loves to use discouragement to slow believers down in their walk, to hinder their faith, and at times altogether freeze them up. But when we understand the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, it's not that we'll never face discouragement, but we can have power over discouragement. Maybe you're walking in a season of discouragement. Maybe the nights are hard for you right now. Maybe relationships are challenging for you right now. Maybe you're like, man, it seems like it's been a while for this season. I, I thought I'd be out of this season by now. But you're still in it. And you're discouraged. I believe God wants to Not only encourage you tonight, but God sees exactly where you're at. He's heard every prayer you prayed. The Bible says, he keeps my tears in a bottle. He's near to the brokenhearted. He saves the crushed in spirit. There's nothing that you're walking through that God doesn't see. Nothing that he doesn't care about. And you just needed to hear that tonight. God loves you. God's not mad at you. God sees where you're at, and he wants to help you, and he's able to help you. Put your hope in God, for you will yet praise him. There's a psalm that is really one of my favorite psalms, and it honestly is a psalm that I would come back to all the time. It's Psalm 16. I preached out it before. But I just want to take one verse from this psalm. And if you're walking through discouragement, I I believe it's really going to help you. Psalm 16, verse 8. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. I think it, depending on how you're walking through, sometimes it's good to just say it slow. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. And sometimes it's good to go. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I am not going to be shaken. I don't care what the enemy throws at me. I don't care what I'm walking through. I can be unshakable because I serve a God who's unshakable. I can have ability because I serve a God who is able. I am going to get through this. Before I even finish this sermon, somebody get something in your spirit to say, God, you're going to take me through. God, I'm not going to be shaken by this. I don't care what I've thought in my head. I know what's true from the Word. of God. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Does somebody in here believe that if you serve God, he will help you? You will not be shaken. It doesn't matter how shaky the world feels. It matters how stable our God is. It matters how stable our God is. I want to give you a few principles for this. First, decision. You see a decision in what the psalmist is saying. Look at what he says. He says, I have set The Lord. I've set the Lord. You know, when you set something somewhere, usually it's done intentionally. When you set something somewhere, you do it on purpose. I was thinking of that phrase while getting ready for this message. If you see a turtle on a fence post, you know somebody put it there, right? If you see a turtle on a fence post, you know somebody put it there. There's something intentional about setting something somewhere. I have set the Lord always before me. There's an intentionality to what the psalmist is writing. And you know, when you, it's this decision that's happening. And when you make a decision to set God before you, you're automatically eliminating the other options. That's what a true decision does. When I make a decision, I'm eliminating other options. When I made the decision to marry Elizabeth Ann Lindell, my beautiful wife who I love, I eliminated every other woman on this planet. And praise God I did that. God must love me because I got to marry her. And in that decision, I said, I don't want anybody else. There's power in a decision, especially when it comes to following the Lord, especially to saying, God, I'm going to decide to set your truth in front of me. I'm going to decide to set you in front of me. I'm going to decide to make your presence my view. I'm going to decide to make your word what I look at. I set the Lord in front of me. If you're discouraged, that's a really good thing for you to do. If you're discouraged, maybe you're not discouraged just because of some disaster in your life. Maybe you're discouraged because you're distracted. Because you got all kinds of things pulling on your soul. Because you got all kinds of things emotionally happening in your mind. And you let all kinds of things run through your head. And you put no gates on what you think. And you say, there's no boundaries to how you live emotionally. And I know that can be really hard to hear if you're like, that's where I'm at. But it's really important for you to think about what are you setting in front of you? What are you setting in front of yourself? Let's take inventory for a second while we're here in the presence of the Lord and say, what am I setting in front of myself physically? Where am I putting my body? Are you putting yourself in places that tear you down? Are you putting yourself in places that break you down spiritually? Are you putting yourself in places that are compromising environments? I'm telling you, if you do that, it will lead you to a place of discouragement. you got to say, I'm going to set myself where the Lord is. How do you do that physically? I I just want to give you... I mean, obviously getting in the presence of the Lord, being at the prayer meeting, getting, getting, having your devotions and saying, God, I want to be in your presence. I'm going to take time out and I'm going to move myself. Because you know what? When you spend time with God, obviously you can pray anywhere, anytime, place, And that's the wonderful thing we have about relationship with God, isn't it? That we can always reach him, that we can always talk to him. But there's something about physically putting yourself in a place where you're like, this is my time with you. I love that Jesus, he was always... Pulling away. He was always like, Where did Jesus go? Oh, he's spending time with the Father. Because Jesus knew for him to accomplish what he was going to accomplish, to have the strength that he needed, he needed to be with God. He needed to set the Father before him. I want to encourage you if you're not doing that, to say, Okay, I'm not going to put myself here. I'm going to eliminate that option. I'm going to set the Lord before me, I'm going to set him before me emotionally. I'm not gonna let my emotions run my thoughts. I'm gonna set my emotions on him. How do you do that? That's why we talk about the beauty of the Lord. One thing I ask, this is what I seek, the psalmist writes, to gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. When you get in God's presence, you get a sense of his beauty, you get a sense of his majesty, and that fills up your heart and your emotions. God knew you had emotions. He's not like, oh my gosh, they have emotions. I never knew. And and, and I don't want to have anything to do with those. No emotion for me. No, God made you emotional. God loves. We're in a relationship. Um, Relationships are emotional. If you have no emotion in your marriage, your marriage probably isn't very good. If you're not ever emotional with your kids, like, I want to emotionally connect with you. But then we come to God and you're like, I don't want to have anything to do with emotions. No, you need to get your emotions in the game when it comes to worship, because when you do, God will fill your emotions with his presence, and then all of a sudden, those emotions that are out of whack are under the control of the Holy Spirit, and it's powerful when that happens. Say, God, I'm going to set you before me. I'm going to set you before my mind. I'm going to get your words in my mind. That means you're reading the Word of God. It's all part of it. God, I want my life to be set on a decision to set you before me. And that breaks down discouragement. It, it really does. Just the presence of the Lord and saying, God, I don't want to live distracted. And I really want to, I'm going to move on from this point, but I do think this is really critical for people because I know there is nothing um, uh, morally wrong with scrolling, okay? So, but I'll tell you what, from somebody who I've been discouraged a time or two. And I'll tell you, when you're discouraged, you have an option. And scrolling is one of them, right? I'm just gonna zone out. I'm gonna have my bowl of cereal, okay, at night. I eat a bowl of cereal every night. Apple, cinnamon, Cheerios are what's on the, on the docket right now, all right? Sometimes I'll move to crunch berries and it's a really good time. Uh, I'm gonna have my bowl of cereal and I'm gonna scroll. Now, nobody says that out loud. You don't go, I'm going to scroll. You don't do that. You actually quietly move. You're like, I might read my Bible or I might scroll. (laughs) I love when I hear David laugh. It's just like brotherly support right there. You're such a good guy. But let me tell you this. When you're doing that, it's actually really, really bad for you. When you say, I'm gonna numb whatever discouragement I'm facing, and you're like, well, I don't wanna face that discouragement, that's when you should pray. Yeah. Honestly, that's when you go in and you shut the door and you say, God, I don't even wanna be here right now. But I know I need to talk to you because I know I need to set this before you because, God, I'm empty without you. And I don't wanna, God, spend two hours of empty. How about we just do, Lord, now? And, Lord, you can fill me up and I can go to bed at a decent time yeah. and wake up refreshed knowing you're on the throne. That's how it works. Somebody needed to hear that tonight. Yeah. Secondly, direction. I have set the Lord always before me. Always before me. Who is he heading towards? The Lord. He's heading towards the Lord. He has a direction in the discouragement, you need direction. So when you set the Lord before you, the next thing is you start moving towards the Lord. Feel the intentionality in what he's saying. I've set the Lord always before me. That's what's happening. That's where I'm going. And I am heading that way. Alright? It's one thing to say, yes, I think God he's first. He's where I want to set my my eyes. He's where I, he's, he's what I'm looking towards. It's another thing to start moving towards him you know you can come to the prayer meeting and in a sense you are setting the Lord before you but you cannot move in the prayer meeting you can actually be in the prayer meeting and not worship you can be in the prayer meeting and not pray and this is the best environment to encounter God but you don't want to sit back maybe you're discouraged and that, the enemies actually use that discouragement to cause you to sit back that discouragement cause you to freeze up cause you not to worship Cause you not to engage, and he'll, he'll use phrases like, "Well, if God loved you, you wouldn't be walking through this, or, or you brought this on yourself, and God doesn't really want to help you with that, or, or you're just so tired, and, and you know, you'll worship another time." And I'm just telling you, you 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 don't want to live that way. That's the one thing that will get you out. I'm just telling you, God's presence comes as we worship. God's presence comes as we lean in. God's presence, it's a face step to say, God, I don't feel it right now, but God, I'm I'm going for you. I'm not feeling it right now, but God, I know if I set you before me, if I move towards you, God, you're going to help me. If I move towards you, you're going to speak to me. If I move towards you, you're going to be right there. I set you before me, and I'm moving towards you as a face step, even when I don't feel it, because I know as I move towards you, I will see you move. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Those who look to him are never disappointed. Never. Isn't that awesome? I love that. Never disappointed. Do everything you can to move intentionally towards God. John Maxwell said, no one ever drifts to a desired destination. No one ever drifts to a desired destination. And you're like, well, obviously he's never been canoeing because I just drift down the river and it's fine. I'm telling you, you go canoeing without a paddle and you will end up in the trees. And you don't want that spiritually for your life. So why are you drifting? Why are you drifting and thinking, that will get me out of discouragement? No, when you're discouraged, it still means you've got to get the oar out and say, I'm going and I'm going to move that way. I'm going to move that way. How do you do that? Once again, you're going to feel like, wow, didn't we just cover these? Read the Bible. Okay? I'm telling you, it's God's Word. And it works. And he'll speak to you. Stop before you read it and say, God, I'm discouraged. And so things are a little muffled right now. Please speak to me. And he'll speak to you. Put worship music on. Put some good worship music on. If you're like, I don't know what good worship music is, then you might have to do some digging. But if you go into, if you go into like Apple Music or Spotify and you just go to like Christian music, okay? The category and then you just start going down the line of new music, you'll find some good worship. It's in there. Sometimes it's a little buried, but I'm telling you, it will feed your soul. God does put his presence on worship. God does put his presence on certain songs. You find that song, and then you put it on repeat. A song can pull you out if it has the presence of God on it. But you're you're saying, God, I'm moving towards you Get books that are about faith-filled believers from the past. Get in church. Change your schedule. I, I want to very carefully, oh, I don't know if I'm gonna to touch it. No, I don't know if you want me to, for real. Um, the front row does, the back row's not sure. If there are, I'm gonna to gently touch it, okay? And you'll have to read between the lines. If you have created a lifestyle that makes it where you cannot regularly be in the presence of God, in the house of God, do not forsake the coming together of believers, for some have done this, it's not good for their lives, then you're setting yourself up for big-time problems. And discouragement, when it comes You haven't built the habits or life structure to face it because you're not meant to do it alone, and you got to be in the house of God. And so I just think if that applies to you, then hopefully it encourages you to make some changes in your life and to say, you know what? As a family, we make decisions based on where we're going, and we're headed in the direction of the presence of the Lord. And that may seem extreme to some people, but I promise you it'll bring strength to your life. And I promise you when you face the battles of life, the discouragement that comes with that will not be as deep. And there is an unshakableness that accompanies those who are planted in the house of God. And so just wanna encourage you with that. Number three, declaration. I have set the Lord always before me because he's at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Because he's at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Because he's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Who is he talking to? He's talking to himself. It's, it's kind of like a, a prayer slash talk to yourself moment. Like, and sometimes when you're praying that actually happens you're praying and you're, you're calling out to God and then you start talking and you're like and I'm like God I'm not I'm not going to do this anymore God I'm going to go here I'm going to do that and it's breathed on by the Holy Spirit there's something about talking to yourself spiritually now listen to me okay if you're like oh this is getting crazy he's telling us to talk to ourselves talk to ourselves now who does this guy think he is? I just want to tell you, every single one of you talk to yourself. You ain't fooling no one, okay? You're telling yourself stuff all the time. And a lot of it's not good. And some of you are like, how does he know that? Because everybody does that. But if you don't get the word of God in you and you aren't intentionally controlling that narrative, that narrative can get out of control. And it can destroy your life, and it can bring you into major discouragement. He's talking to himself. He's speaking vision, a vision of where he knows God is taking him. He's speaking faith-filled words. He's telling himself where he's going to look. He's telling himself in advance how he is going to respond. Oh, why would you have to say, I shall not be shaken? Oh, because things are shaking. But he says, when that happens, I'm not going to be shaken because God's at my right hand. I am speaking what I am going to do. Some of you really need to do that. You need to say, you know what? I see this coming down the tracks. I feel a lot of different emotions about that. I might have a little fear going on but you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to set the Lord before me and I'm going to walk close to Him and when He's at my right hand what I thought would shake me is no longer going to shake me because God is with me. I will not be shaken. Some of you got to declare what is going to happen because you got a revelation from the presence of God that God is going to go before you and you are not going to be shaken and that comes as you start to get that word and then you preach it to yourself you know what's cool is sometimes it's time it's good to get a good message you ever listen to a good sermon or you ever heard a good preaching quote you're ever going through instagram because you're not scrolling but you just happen to be on there for a couple minutes and you hear a great preaching quote i'm playing with you right now all right but have you ever heard a good preaching quote and it just kind of got in your spirit just say, if you're like what do i preach to myself brandon preach that to yourself I've had preaching quotes just through life, some that have really stuck with me, some that really encouraged me, some that really inspired me. And I'll just say them. There's one, it's one of my favorites, it's from uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And it would go, before there was a where or a when or a this or a that, there was God. Before the first second began to tick, he was God. Before there was anyone there to call him God or write a song about him being God, he was still God. You are a miracle waiting to happen. You are a testimony waiting to be delivered. You got all kinds of things bound up inside of you for such a time as this. Come on, somebody, give God some praise. Isn't that good? Isn't that good? Get that in your spirit. Some of you need that to be your preaching quote. Come on, somebody. I love it so much. It's true, though. And you get it in your spirit. And you start to preach that over yourself. I love this quote by my dad. He says, The greatest salvations haven't happened. The greatest revivals haven't happened. The greatest move of God's haven't happened. The greatest awakenings haven't happened. The greatest miracles haven't happened. The greatest moves of God in your life haven't happened. There is more. More than you can ask or imagine. Somebody get that in your spirit. You start to preach to yourself. You get a word from God. It might be something you've heard somebody say. It might be something in the word that just speaks to you. It's right from heaven. And you say, that's what I'm gonna repeat.